You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So I... Well, so today I'm going to be talking about prism basketball, prism football sort of in a way, but mostly about prism basketball. And I think the question that I have is, has prism basketball become high end, essentially? Like, has a base rookie card or, you know, well, first of all, has it? And second of all, how how could it become more um, more high end? Because I think... At some point, Panini really has to decide. They have to decide whether whether they want these Prism, at least. Whether they want Prism to be, like, the best card to own because, I, I mean, it, it, it is. And if for a year or so, it has kind of, or it actually hasn't even really gone up the ranks at all. I think it was always kind of the important card to own. But if you look at a player like Luka... That his prism rookie is extremely expensive, and it's I don't think it's as high as like a contenders or I mean NTRPAs. Obviously, those are like ridiculously high end. But I think I'm thinking maybe they need to try and figure out a they should or you know maybe this is an interesting question. Should Panini or Tops, I guess in any and should a card company determine different should they should they determine different um shoot different levels of the cards like should they say this is a high end product this is a mid tier product this is a low end product like should they put that label on these products and i almost think that it might be in in the best interest to make prism more expensive and maybe even take it out of retail because you know, I we're I, I don't know. I, I was I didn't find any now granted I haven't found any basketball in my in near me. And if people think that these pictures of people waiting outside for targets and like talking to people and trying to get the like hookup for Target is crazy, just wait until just just wait until Prism comes out because or just wait until this year's basketball starts coming out because you know, we've seen these like low end, low end. I'm calling these low end. I mean, like random, like absolute, like which actually was it absolute? There was like a purple product that just came out for basketball that was like in retail, and I saw people buying buying a lot of it. But or you know, I don't, I don't know. I just think there, and and I talked about this concept or this theory on some episodes previously about maybe Panini trying to brand a new product. Or brand hoops in a different way to come out and ha- have it so people can get this product. You know, or is it, I don't know, I don't think Panini would ever, and this is sort of me just brainstorming as I'm talking about this topic because I think, I think it's important for collectors and investors to realize that like Prism is a very, although it seems like it's a very rare product, it's one of the most common products in basketball. Like, I do think also that there is a, 
I think that a lot of people this year, I feel like this happened, and I don't know for sure, but I feel like a lot of people are holding Prism this year. Like, because even if even if you're going to say it's it, they print a ton of it, um, but they don't print as much as Optic, or they don't print as much as, like, I don't know, Hoops maybe is another example. I think that people are, there's a lot of people that are holding it. There are a lot of people that are holding on to these boxes, and I think that's probably where... Oh, no, I guess the Zion, we've seen the Zion. So the Zion is somewhere. But I think I think that somehow Panini needs to figure out a way to potentially change the distribution method, method of Prism. Because, like I said, they don't want this product selling for double, triple, quadruple, 5x, 10x on the secondary market because that's like... That's so much profit that they're losing on this product that I feel like for them, they want to figure out a way to either raise the price so they can make more money on it on their end. I feel like that's a decent option. Like, if they were to just, if they were to just raise the price of, I don't know, or maybe it's, maybe across the board, they need to be raising the prices. Maybe they need, because if, if they want to try and combat people buying it and flipping it, if they could say, we're going to double the prices and that drops like margins down for people that are doing that, maybe it's something that people say, I don't feel like, you know, now it's not worth my time. Like if, if hypo- hypothetically someone's buying, like if someone's buying a, I don't know. And I mean, maybe it's, maybe, or maybe they, maybe they change retail prices or, I don't know, because there are, because there are breakers too that break like blasters and they break some of these smaller boxes and that would probably hurt because then they have to raise their prices and then people probably don't buy it as much. Now Prism, I think, I think if they, they could do whatever they want with Prism and people are going to buy it. That's kind of my opinion. But if with Optic and Don or Optic Donruss hoops, um, Mosaic is I think is another example that I would put into that category. They can do, they could triple the price of the Prism and I still think that people would buy it. I think they would still even probably buy out the store, maybe. So I think if we look at that um, that scenario and we say, what does what does Panini have to do to get Prism into the hands of more collectors at cost, first of all? But then if it's not at cost, how are they going to make more money? Because Prism itself, I think, is is... You know, because I think high end, I guess you could say, high end is probably like an RPA, I guess. And I mean, I, I, we're splitting hairs with what the wording is, um, like what, like what means what. It's the same thing with like investors. Like people get triggered when they see the word investors related to sports cards. But I think if you really look at it, I think people are just people are harping on the definition of the word invest like way too much. So the the, the high end, maybe I'm harping on high end a little bit too much. But I think like if we were to break it down into high, middle, low, basically I would say high end is going to be all the products that are like RPAs, so like impeccable, um, immaculate, uh, flawless. Uh, Prism. I mean, not not Prism. Uh, NT obviously, Absolute is pro- or no, not Absolute. Um, Opulence. That's another one that I think it would be included in that category. 
And then the mid-tier, I would say those are going to be all the ones that are Chrome. So you got Prism, you got Mosaic, you got Optic. Um, and then all of the, like, paper cards are, are going to be lower tier. So, like, but even those cards are still hard to find. And that's kind of the crazy part is, like, I don't know. I, I think, and maybe this is me being in the hobby and... It honestly could even be me being, not like jaded, but like it could be me hoping that people realize this fact is that like, I think there's so much product that like, yes, with like what, what's going on with Luca, like, like with Prism, they're just going to keep increasing the print run. So next year there's just going to be more of the product. So that, I mean, that could be. I mean, that could be a scenario where I don't necessarily think even Panini cares that people are investing. I think they are aware, and they'll repost people who are talking about investing in the cards, but I don't necessarily think that... I mean, it's the same thing as the Blasters and the and the stuff like that. They don't want someone to buy a card. They don't want people buying cards. That's kind of maybe their... That's their. That's like, for if you're Panini or you're Tops, you don't want people buying <laughs> cards on the secondary market because... None of that, they're not seeing any of that profit. Realistically, all they're seeing is brand equity when Prism is selling on eBay like hotcakes. All they're seeing really is brand equity, but even that brand equity doesn't really, it almost feels like it doesn't matter as much because of what, because of, because people are just going to be, it's not like, I feel like anybody getting into sports cards now, they aren't, like, thinking that... Th there's only a couple companies, so it's not like the it's not like the company needs the brand equity, essentially, if that makes sense. Like, you know, there's only... Panini's only making basketball cards. And, I, you know, I mean, I'm hoping, like I said, I think on a past episode, I hope that Topps maybe jumps into the basketball card game because I think Topps Chrome Basketball even if it's unlicensed, I think would be very popular because of what's happened with, like, the LeBron card, the LeBron Topps Chrome card. So, I guess it's more of a combination of has Prism become high-end? And I think it's a yes and a no, because I think it's yes from the prices, but I think it's no because you look at how many of the cards there are, and I think you look at how many PSA 10s there are year over year, and you look at the best... Each year's worth of PSA 10s has gone up, like, like very significantly. Like, you look at, you know, Ben Simmons versus Jason Tatum, and then Jason Tatum versus Luka, and then Luka versus, and Jan, or I mean, um, sorry, uh, um, Zion, I can't believe I forgot his name there for a second. You look at Luka versus Zion, like, we're thinking Lucas are crazy at like 12, 13k, whatever they're at now. Zion's could be 20k. There could be two, there could be 20,000 PSA 10s, depending on how many are sent in. Now, I think, you know, you know and it's the same thing. Like, if, if I'm Panini or if I'm Tops, I don't want people buying these cards and then sending them in to get graded because then that's adding more value to the card. If I'm, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of think if I'm like Tops or Panini, I think they should. And Topps has already done this because they've partnered with StockX and then and then also partnered with PSA because they were selling graded cards. Um, like I think one of like they sold a, a StockX product 
that was a graded Bowman card. And, I mean, I think you look at it and you say, like, maybe these grading card companies, I don't know. I don't know if you – and I think with with the big news, I think, that came out a couple weeks ago with the automated system that PSA is developing, I think that's huge because I don't I, – and I don't know if it – I don't know if it gets less people to send in cards or if it makes cards – more about I think it definitely makes cards more valuable because the human factor of grading is one of the only it's one of the only factors in sports cards right now that like you can look at and say this system is extremely flawed like the human grading of sports cards is I don't know I just I, I'm I, I get nervous because I look at it and I say the same person, could grade the same card on two different days depending on how they're feeling that day a couple different ways. Like, and I, I forget who, I think it was Card Talk Pod talked about this with like the the human grading. You know, someone, if someone's having a good day, like they say, let's just say they did a good job and they got a bonus or so, they, they, I don't know, or they got like a new car or... I don't know, or maybe they buy sports cards and maybe they just bought a sports card and they're super excited that they bought the sports card. They could look at a card and grade it at 10 when it very easily, uh, on this on a different day when it's raining and they stepped on a puddle and they got they dropped their coffee and you know they stubbed their toe when they were getting ready for work that day, they could easily grade that card at 9. I think re- we realistically have to look at those factors and I think PSA almost needs to... They need to retire the old slab, and they need to come out with a new slab that says the cards were put through this automated system. Now, granted, it is unfortunate that there are that there will be probably people who are going to lose their jobs because of this. Like, there's probably going to be a lot of graders who, because it's a huge shift in the industry. But I don't think it's a shift that's unwarranted because I think, I think that, you know, I think what needs to happen. I also think what needs to happen is. PSA needs to work with tops and they need to work with all these companies because they need to they need to send in a card themselves and say this card is a PSA 10, this card is a PSA 9 because I don't know how they're going to determine what is a 10 and what is a 9 the the computer at least. I think cuz and they also just have to have they basically just have to have the database to say this is what it is because I think there's I mean with the factors like with uh <clears throat> with Beckett you know, you have those four grading factors. With PSA, you don't really know what their their grading factors are. You would imagine they're probably the same, but you know, you don't know what their standards are compared to BGS. Like, from what I've heard, PSA uses a 60-40 system on centering. So it's allowed to be a little bit off-centered, and if the rest of the card is fine, it can still get a PSA 10. Um so I don't remember, you know, I think back, you know, we're going to get back to actually the the prism conversation here because I, I was I just kind of got off the rails and it was more of just it's more of a general like base card pr- like pr- prism, base card prism type of conversation here where I just think that I need I I think that they need to figure out a way and I don't know, maybe I think it's almost a a a product where it's almost even a product like Prism where 
is it you know is it even worth opening because it's gotten so expensive on the secondary market that it's like you're buying a blaster but you could just go out and if you you could basically buy the Zion card you can go out and buy the Zion card for significantly cheaper like that's I and I I don't think that's ever happened cuz typically you'll see like blasters are 20 bucks and you know the Zion card is going to be 40 50 bucks but the fact that and I also do wonder if the fact that I wonder what's driving some of the prices. I wonder if the blasters are driving the Zion prices or if Zion's driving the blaster prices because I think you could argue in either direction. I do think that probably the Zion himself is probably warranting a higher price, but also I mean I think it's strange because like for a while Luca and Zion were pretty close in price and then you've seen Luca kind of go up pretty significantly. So like the the much higher price tag for the Zion compared to I mean I'm not going to use I guess Luca I can't really use Luca as the example, but the higher price tag maybe is what's driving up these prices and I don't even think that it's I don't at least in the short term I don't necessarily think just printing more of the product is the solution to drive down the pricing. I think it will drive it down a little bit, but I think long term that could have some bad effects on a on the Prism brand if you know, we could see another 2013 year where Prism just kind of drops off the map and I don't, you know, I think if you look at that 2013 draft too, I mean, Giannis, who's the best player from that draft, wasn't Giannis just a couple years ago. So, like, I think that's another reason why we saw, like, if you hear Mojo Break always talks about this, the 2013 draft wasn't necessarily phenomenal until Giannis tried to, until Giannis came into the league and kind of just took over. So, like, if they just continue to increase the print run, Will it ever get to a point where, like, maybe that's maybe that's a product that people are getting, like, just as extras? Like, again, I don't think I don't think it'll ever get to that point. But if they just continue, I don't. I think they need to. I think they really need to think harder about how to. I think they need to think harder about how they're going to get this product into people's hands without just turning the turning the printer on, specifically Prism, because I think other products, they should just turn the printer on, but I think with Prism being, like, the king, like, being the top product, I almost think, and I almost think that maybe they need to start treating Prism like a high-end product. Like, they need to start distributing it in a way that's, like, the same as what they do with, like, NT. Like, I, I honestly think they should not put Prism in retail, and give it to all, make it hobby or, yeah, make it hobby only or breakers only. Like, make it, make it a little bit harder to get, but in a way that's, it's not people just flipping it for a second price. Make it so it's like a company or a business. Now, I, I understand that, you know, businesses, people, people run businesses on the fact that they're flipping these products, but I think still, I think that it would help with, the brand it help it would help with the prism brand equity if they could get more people to if they could if more people could get the product and i don't think that they i don't think that lighting or or change it and it's like hobby is different than retail and make it so like retail is like 
maybe maybe figure out a way to make retail specifically like blasters and packs make those odds which i think they are different in the first place but make those odds like way 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 less and like figure out and maybe even i don't know maybe even put like way less rookies in there i guess if that's maybe if they want to if they want to really go crazy and run the print, print run up on this product they need to figure out a way to increase the print run but not increase the print run on rookie cards because you know rookie cards are as is what drives the products nowadays so if if they want to increase the number of packs or or maybe i don't know i don't know i'm not sure like that's kind of maybe 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 the way maybe one way to do it is maybe increase the print run but don't increase the print run of rookie cards I think that would be maybe another solution. So, and it's all, these are all just me brainstorming solutions of what they can do with Prism to make it so people can actually get it and actually is affordable and increase the brand equity of Prism. Cause I, I don't think it needs to go up that much, but I still think that like if, if Panini, that's like their Panini, that's like their, that's like their most important product. And I know I just repeated myself. That's, that's like the most important product for them. And they need to figure out a way to, either market it or merchandise it a little bit better not maybe not even better and maybe maybe they don't need to change it at all maybe this is like maybe this is good and they think this is good but i'm just thinking from a standpoint of like people paying 120 dollars for a 20 dollar blaster that seems kind of crazy to me uh and that's all i've got for today's episode i want to thank you all for listening go follow me on twitter tiktok instagram youtube reddit action network um, let's see what else. Uh, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be phenomenal. If you're listening on, um, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you for getting us into the top two sports card podcasts. Cause there's a potential that me and the sports card investor are going back and forth on number one and number two there. Uh, if you haven't heard his podcast, it's pretty good. I, I mean, I, I think my podcast is better, but I think his podcast is pretty good. If you haven't heard it, um, I suggest checking it out. Uh, but check out my podcast first, obviously. If you're listening to this, you have done that, so thank you. So everybody, thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.